Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Lee Grimes has supported independent tech news directly for five years. Be like Lee. Become a DTNS member at patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Wednesday, February 20th, 2019 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. From Salt Lake City, I'm Scott Johnson. And I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang. Oh, we got Samsung news to talk about. Samsung Unboxed uh, announced a foldable phone, some new S10s, some wearables and earbuds. Uh, Our resident Android user, Roger Chang, is going to weigh in on just how expensive things all are. Uh, But let's start with a few tech things you should know. Not to be outdone, Xiaomi announced its flagship Mi 9 phone with minimal bezel and a smart notch, a small notch rather, for the front-facing phone and a triple lens array on the rear. The rear camera includes a super moon mode for night sky images and at 960 frames per second video capture and advanced motion tracking. Now, the models are available for pre-order in China between around 299 uh, won or U.S. No, no, it's $2,999 RMB. That's what oh, I mean. it's yeah. the Chinese uh, currency. Yeah. Right, $445 or $595 shipping by March 1 or earlier. Mm, those sound nice. Well, look at this. The EU Council has agreed to the EU Copyright Directive, which includes provisions designed to make websites liable for uploads in certain instances and limits... What's on snippets websites uh, uh, may display what they may display from news organizations without seeking a license. Finland, Italy, Luxembourg, the Netherlands and Poland were the only countries to object to the directive. The directive now goes to committee and then on to EU Parliament, which will have a vote in March or early April. And uh, Vivo said, I won't be outdone by Samsung or Xiaomi and announced the V15 Pro 
the second phone from Vivo with a pop-up selfie camera. Although this time, it's got a 32-megapixel sensor. It won't always be taking 32-megapixel uh, photos, but when you need it, that, that amount of megapixels will be there. The rear camera has a 48-megapixel sensor. Same sort of caveat applies. V15 Pro also has a 6.4-inch OLED display, 3,700 milliamp-hour battery, and an in-screen fingerprint sensor, just like the Samsung S10. The V15 Pro, with its pop-up selfie camera, will launch soon in India for 28,990 rupees, which is about 400 bucks US. All right, we've got a few more things to talk about before we get to the Samsung announcements, starting with uh, our, our good old friend at Bloomberg telling us what's up at Apple. Well, now that I've snapped my pop-up uh, selfie camera off, let's talk about Bloomberg Mark Gurman's reports. Uh, he says sources say at Apple, or excuse me, sources say Apple's project Marzipan aims to let developers build an app once and then run it on iPhone, iPad, and Mac. Man, this sounds familiar to the early Surface stuff. Anyway, starting later this year, a new developer's kit will let people port iPad apps to the Mac. By 2020, iPhone will be added to the kit. And by 2021, the kit can merge three ports into one binary, so they won't need to be submitted for each store separately. Apple will likely announce details at its uh, developers conference, which takes place in June 3rd or from June 3rd to June 7th. And I would say uh, this, that if they want this to be good and reap the benefits of one code base, three platforms, simple submission and approval, they better have lots of ways in that developers kit and in those tools to not make it look like people are just running crappy tablet and phone apps on their computer and vice versa. That's the point. Well, you know, That's the point. Yeah, of the I, yeah. Uh, Scott, before the show started, we were talking about uh, the, the the idea of of of, of doing uh, what you do based on uh, iPad Pros and perhaps desktops. So, would this be something that would change your 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 workflow in a good way? Well, if it so, worked well, yes, that's the trick. So there is a, we just talked about it. In fact, nobody heard this, but uh, I guess good day in it. People heard it, but I really like the, the drawing app, the painting app, illustration app called procreate on iOS. It's fantastic. There's a pocket version on the phone, but the, the one, the big hot one is the iPad pros version. And it's really, really great. Combine that with the device and the pencil and you got a really masterful art tool. If they figured out a way to make that work on a Mac as a desktop version of Procreate, and now we've got interoperability between desktop and tablet, that would be incredible. I'd lose my mind if you could have... And, and for that matter, all the people that have got Wacoms, designers that have already got hardware there, for them to get Procreate as a desktop app without Procreate having to have a whole new team doing desktop ports, that would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, so. I, and th th that's what Apple wants to do. Although Gurman says that the sources say Apple doesn't want to merge the operating systems. They still want macOS and iOS to be separate operating systems. They just want to make it easy, like the Surface stuff, for developers to be able to say, I've got one binary, I submit it, it goes into the Mac store, it goes into the iOS store, it looks right on the iPad, it looks right on the iPhone. Uh, obviously, there's some design elements that you have to adjust in order for that to, to, to pay off, but it would mean an easier compilation of the code because it'd just be one binary. So that, mm -hmm. would, that would be interesting. I'm curious to hear what they announce on June 3rd. Google announced earlier in February that the Nest Guard, the hub of the Nest Secure System, would get an update adding support for Google Assistant. Bit of a surprise since the Nest Guard, which came out in September of 2017, apparently came with a microphone built in that nobody knew about and wasn't listed by Google 
in any of Google specs. Although Google says that was a mistake not to list it and the mic was never activated. And don't worry, users would have to turn it on themselves in settings. <laughs> okay. The mic was originally included in anticipation of future updates that would allow things like detecting the sound of broken glass, among others. Yeah, so a security system, right? They want to know if a window got broke to be able to alert it, but they didn't put it on the box because they didn't activate that that yet. And it was an oversight. Google's like, oh, I guess we should have put that in there, although it was not functional. And here's the thing. There's precedent for this. Almost every phone sold throughout the 2000s had a radio tuner built in uh, that in, mo- in many cases could have been activated by software, but phones didn't put it on the box saying, hey, it has an FM tuner because they weren't going to activate it. They're like, we're not going to use it. We don't want it to be drain and battery. Uh, so we're not going to tout it as a feature. So there's a line to walk here of like, well, if you put it in the specs, are you then advertising its use? Are people going to say, well, it's got a mic. Why can't I talk to it? So Google did what phone makers did with the FM tuner and said, we're leaving it off the box. But in this world of privacy, where a microphone isn't just seen as a piece of hardware that provides a feature, but a potential spy device, now people are like, but you should have told me there was a microphone in there, even though Google swears up and down. Yeah, but it was never doing anything. It was just a dead piece of hardware until now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I heard about this and, you know, everybody wants to jump to conclusions and say, ah, they knew it was in there. They're spying on us. I very quickly got past that meta layer and got to, well, when they say it was a mistake. Do they mean it was a mistake to put it in and not tell anybody? And now in retrospect, they're feeling like it's a mistake to have not told us. Or are they saying it was a mistake not to have it in the documentation in the beginning? Yeah, it was a mistake not to not to note it in the documentation. Okay. It's a no win scenario, yeah. though. If yeah. they put it in the documentation, then people get mad like, why can't I use it? Or they put it in the in the specs, but not on the box label. And then people can accuse them of trying to hide it because it's in the specs, but they didn't note it on the box. Uh, or they don't include it. And then people are like, why can't I use Google Assistant with, with my Nest Secure? Well, it's because it didn't have a mic. Why didn't you put a mic in? Like, you cannot win this situation if you're Google. I really don't think you can. Yep. All right. Somebody that is winning that we didn't expect to be winning at this point is Garmin. This is like telling me <laughs> that the creative nomad is, is like on the uptick. Uh, I was one of those people who thought, man, eh, Garmin's probably not going to make it for very much longer because they make standalone GPS devices. And who needs those when you've got it on your phone? Well, Garmin, maker of navigation devices and smartwatches, reported a strong Q4 and forecast full year revenue and profit above expectations. Now, I'm not totally wrong. CarNav fell 28%, but Garmin hasn't just been sitting around waiting for the cratering of their main market. They've been creating new markets. Marine navigation is something they've moved into strongly and are selling very well. Sales of Garmin's ADSB-based products for broadcasting a plane's position have been rising because U.S. regulations go into effect in 2020, requiring all planes to have these kinds of devices. So Garmin's selling a lot of those to people with planes. Garmin sales of smartwatches to outdoor enthusiasts also rose 25% as the kind of wearable smartwatch market starts to slowly rise in general. And Garmin's got the outdoor camper, uh, trekker uh, market locked up because they're in every REI everywhere. uh, And they've got all the outdoor enthusiast type of features that people want. So, hey, look at that. Some good news about a company. That well, and also, you know, good good on Garmin. You know, getting to the marine, um, the marine uh, uh, space, the 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 aviation space. Um, we can can. Uh, 
in in back in the day, you would have said, okay, they, you know, Garmin is like GPS, whatever. There are lots of them. So as the market becomes more saturated, um, uh, clearly Garmin has figured out where there are other avenues to get into to make it more advantageous for them. What remains to be seen is will other companies do this and take their market space from there? Yeah, as maybe. Well? I mean, the thing about Garmin is they were always in that category. I used to put um, uh, Blackberries in. They were like a, an early 2000s, early established, cool new tech, and they really grabbed it and they owned that market. And when you thought of GPS, you thought of Garmin. And just like when you thought of phones, you thought of Blackberry for a while. And then everything got pulled out from underneath them. I really did think that Garmin, Tom, wasn't long for this world. But it's nice to see that we yeah. were wrong. I'm uh, glad to be wrong. Going. Yeah, that's great. Tom, yeah. Tom, on the other hand, hasn't diversified as much and is having a little more of a problem. They're not. They're still around, but they're just having a little more of a problem. Uh, hey, folks, if you want to listen to 90 minutes of us talking, not just the 30 minutes of Daily Tech News Show, and you want to listen live in Discord, you can do both of those things or one or the other by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash DTNS. All right, let's get into the fold, the Samsung Galaxy fold. Uh, oh, see what you did there. Uh-huh. So it looks good. It is a 4.6 inch display. So it's a lot of bezel. If you're one of those bezel haters, you're not going to like this. Uh, 4.6 inch display on the front, but then you unfold it and you get a 7.3 inch infinity flex display. Honestly, this may be the thing I'm most excited about because I like the seven inch tablet form factor and having that and the ability to fold it up into a phone format. That's kind of interesting. Comes in black, silver, green, or blue. You can personalize the hinge color with some of those colors if you want. Uh, the hinge mostly disappears. The, the, you could tell there might be like a slight discoloration uh, where the gap is when it's in tablet mode, but it mostly just looks like it's gone. Uh, sound by AKG because Samsung owns Harman, so they're going to say that about everything. There is a notch in the upper right corner during tablet mode. Uh, that they kind of be, if you're a notch hater, you're not going to like that, uh, can do three app multitasking in tiled mode. So you can do three things at once. You can switch between the screens very impressively. Uh, so if you're like, say on Google maps, uh, on the phone format and you unfold, it just unfolds pretty snappily, at least according to their demo, right into Google maps on the seven inch screen, uh, seven nanometer processor, 12 gigabytes of Ram, 512 gigabytes of storage, uh, support for EUFS 3.0. That'll give you faster read and write of your flash, uh, two batteries one on each side if you're wondering how the battery works uh it it they've figured out how to make the battery work together so they have two of them in there one on each side as it folds and unfolds three camera sensors on the back two on the inside one on the front a thumb sensor on the side for unlocking uh coming out april 26th in lte and 5g models the lte model is a thousand nine hundred eighty dollars because this is a luxury model Oh, I will say, Scott. I mean, is this, is this a price that you could even like get get on board with? Well, even I mean, I don't know. With, with the rest of it being so cool, it's pretty cool. I think it looks like a dopey phone before you unfold it, and then when you unfold it, you're like, <laughs> "Ooh, this is fancy." And also, to their credit, they've eliminated a lot of the thickness I saw in that stage presentation where they showed the prototype, or I should say, shadowly showed the prototype, where they kept it all dark and you couldn't really see what a freaking sandwich that thing was, but um, this is way, this looks way more refined than that. That makes me very happy to see that. 
This is such a product I would wait. I mean, I want to hear people's impressions, but this is so the kind of thing I would wait for a second generation for. Oh my gosh, me too. Camera just took a total dive. Uh, because you're, you know, these things are going to get improved. Not only that, like normal, but the issues they may have with the crease in the middle or how much use may create a worse crease. Am I going to get a yellow stain down the middle of that screen eventually? Like I got lots of fears, but this does feel like a really rad step into the future. I wouldn't mind inhabiting. I'll be honest. Bring it. Uh, that's a lot of money. Uh, I might try to justify it as a business expense to test it and, and I don't know, live with it or something. Uh, cause I, I really do want to try this out. I would assume that most people shouldn't buy this, that it is too, yes. <laughs> it is too early, uh, to buy this, but I have to say, I think they're onto something. I think they have created a form factor that is somewhat compelling. So, you know, it's also a nice stake in the ground. Cause this always happens, uh, somebody will do something and then the other side will say, Hey, we came up with that first, whether you're an Apple fan or you're an Android fan. And this is actually like a hardcore stake in the ground that says we're Samsung and we made the first foldable workable phone that turns into a tablet. So if anybody, Apple in particular goes down the road somewhere and says, and we've got this brand new form factor. It's beautiful. And Johnny Ive comes out and sings the songs. (laughs) You can still go, dude, Samsung totally beat you to the, to the line on that one. Like, it's just just from the mobile iOS or the mobile OS wars standpoint. This is a great notch in the uh, on the Samsung side, I think. Yeah, that was one of their one of their messages in the announcement today was, you know, a lot of people say you can't innovate in the phone space. Well, we disagree. Look, yeah. we can fold up a phone. Check it out. Uh, they, they also didn't really care about uh, limiting screen time. Uh, Google and Apple spent a lot of time talking about limiting screen time in their recent announcements. Samsung didn't spend a moment on that. They're like, man, that's, you know, I guess that's something you can get out of Android if you want. Uh, that's not, that's not our business. We want you to, to, to buy our phones. Uh, and they did announce the galaxy S 10. Uh, the S 10 has a 6.1 inch infinity O display with an AMOLED screen, 16 million colors at hundred percent color volume supports HDR 10 plus very color accurate. Uh, the S10 Plus has a 6.4 inch display. Uh, the you know you've got eight gigabytes of RAM. You can go up to 12 in the Plus. Uh, you got an option for a terabyte in the Plus. Uh, otherwise, it's 512 gigabytes. 3400 milliamp hour battery in the S10. A 4100 milliamp hour battery in the Plus. The S10 starts at $899, pre-order tomorrow, February 21st, shipping March 8th. Uh, The S10 Plus, same pre-order and shipping dates, February 21st and March 8th, starting at $1,000. And both of these uh, can charge other devices wirelessly. Uh, If you want to charge your Samsung earbuds, for instance, which we'll talk in a minute, you could just plop them on top. You have to turn it on in settings, but you can charge stuff. And both of them are FIDO Alliance Biometric Component Certification Program Certified, the first uh, phone to feature certification from FIDO. So that's pretty cool. They also have Wi-Fi 6, uh, Max LTE, the the theoretical 2 gigabit per second LTE. The Bixby button did not go away. And what's going to make a lot of you very happy is there are headphone jacks on all of these. Mm. A couple others before we get your impressions on this. There's a 5G version of S10 coming first to Verizon and then eventually to Sprint as well as Vodafone and, and Deutsche Telekom. 
That one will have a 4,500 milliamp hour battery and 6.7 inch display. There's also the S10e, which loses the in-screen fingerprint sensor. Oh, did I mention it? The S10 has an in-screen acoustic fingerprint sensor, so even with a wet finger, it'll unlock. The S10e doesn't have that. Uh, two rear cameras instead of three. That's another cool thing the S10 has is the three rear cameras. Uh, but pretty much everything else that the S10 has, and it starts at $750 with a full HD plus 5.8-inch display. Also pre-ordering February 28th, shipping March 8th. So really... Kind of the cool thing here with the S10 is nice specs, as always. Samsung always maxes out the specs on its flagship. Uh, and the, priced the, the, right in the middle. Wireless, of, yeah, uh, wireless charging of other devices, in-screen fingerprint reader with acoustic, and like you say, the price between Google and Apple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, how do we feel about, in general, the technology that lets me charge other devices? Like, I feel like that may be my favorite thing I heard today. And I know <laughs> this isn't like a new thing. I know that's been talked about in other Products probably do this, and I just don't know it. But I love this idea of, oh, my watch is almost dead. I think it's Here. a demo thing. I think in practice, you're going to be like, oh, my phone ran out of battery. I need to charge my phone. I don't want to use my <laughs> phone to charge something else. Because yeah, the, the Samsung Galaxy Buds, the Galaxy Buds have how much you travel though. Yeah, six I, hours. I think these things come in handy. Six hours on uh, for for a charge of the Galaxy Buds. Seven hours on the case. You tell me. 13 hours of charge for the Samsung Galaxy Buds. Which is going to run out faster, your phone or your earphones? Probably your phone. Yeah, I think I kind of agree. I mean, I, I just, it's one of those technologies on the face of it. It gets me all jazzed up. In natural use, you're probably totally right. I'm actually looking for more devices that would charge my phone for me. So <laughs> I don't think Tom is wrong. Uh, would it would be cooler if we somebody would finally figure out that whole uh, kinetic charging thing where I put it in my pocket and all the oh, water. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that too. Like when someone does that right, I'm going to be stoked beyond measure, but this is a nice little thing. And I'm probably, I think Tom's right though. I hate when you're right, but you're right. I know I hate when you're right. I like it. <laughs> well, often, right? And it's um, okay. That you're right. All the time. Yeah, you must be angry all the time. If you hate <laughs> when Tom's right. Oh, stop. Uh, we, I, I use an Android device. Uh, I use a, uh, a Chrome OS device that uses Android apps, but, but I don't, I don't use it as my sole phone. Uh, Roger, you use Android as your sole phone. Uh, and I know these prices just make your eyes water. Yeah. So one of the reasons why I moved, I, I, I went to Android was that there were more, there more manufacturers and you can get them at a uh, lower price point. Like my limit right now is around 450 for a new phone. I am really, I am really curious, in fact, very interested about the S10, the uh, the triple camera uh, setup, because I want to play with it to see if it's something that is compelling enough for me to kind of shell out, you know, the remaining, you know, 500 bucks uh, to, to, to get one because it, it is, it is such a high price, but at the same time, man, I like, I really like having a good camera in my phone. It's the reason why I bought the Samsung Galaxy um, S6, because at the time it was the best Android phone uh, camera that, that they had available. Um, and the, and the screen with HDR 10, uh, plus, which is, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around how useful that is in the day to day environment, but as an Android phone, um, if, especially as a flagship phone, it's pretty it's pretty nice. But again, because it's a flagship phone, it's also at the upper price point where my budget doesn't allow me to go. Mm. Yeah, I, I think the, the the other thing that I, I think is impressive is that ultrasonic uh, in-screen fingerprint sensor that looks like it works great. We'll 
see it in practice whether it works as good as it did on stage but pretty amazing and and because it's ultrasonic you know works in a lot of situations that regular fingerprint readers don't so mm-hmm. pretty cool all right a couple other things that samsung announced before we wrap up uh, their announcements the samsung galaxy buds that i just mentioned uh, 130 dollars or bundled with the s10 and s10 plus you'll be able to get them as well i think with the galaxy fold uh you can get them in white black or yellow very compact uh, they're oblong, so it's hard to really compare them to the AirPods, but they're at least the same size, if not a little smaller than the AirPod case. Those are available March 8th. There's also the Galaxy Watch Active with five atmospheres of water resistance that'll measure your blood pressure and your heart rate, do auto tracking for exercises, some sleep tracking, wireless charging. You can drop that on top of your Galaxy S10 to charge. That's $200 coming March 8th with U.S. pre-orders by March 7th. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Uh, receiving a complimentary wireless charging pad. You can get those in silver, black, gold, and sea green. And the Galaxy Fit, which is going to make Fitbit really mad because they're calling it a Fit, but it's like a Fitbit. Water-resistant, color AMOLED touchscreen, week-long battery life. Uh, it does a lot of the, the heart rate checking, sleep tracking, etc. Auto tracking for exercises. That one's coming in Q2. No price. So wearables, folks. What's your favorite? I, these are cool and all, but I I really am bugged about them calling it a fit. Like I just Why? About them calling that it was, was going to be the thing I said that was the least buggable about no, it. Oh, totally bugs me because it's Samsung doing that thing they do where they just kind of sneak in other people's names and recognition. I'm not saying it's a full blown like you know stab at Fitbit or that Fitbit can't. Yeah, we have thing, the Chevy just, S10 too. Why are they stealing that I mean, name, Scott? Listen, you know, I, I mean, look, like just, the, the, the general umbrella of being fit is <laughs> does not belong to any of these companies. No, but if you're Fitbit, you're going to hear some Samsung say, "Oh, it's called the Samsung Fit." And by the way, profile-wise, if you look at that thing, it looks the same. It's just like a Fitbit. <laughs> I think it's a little skeevy. Just a little. It's not that big a deal. 
and I think fitness is great and they should focus on it and all that stuff's true, but they probably could have found another word besides fit. That's all. <laughs> Wait, what, I'm, what would that be? I don't know. Like uh, <laughs> the Samsung health, the Samsung uh, yeah. Hickey, I don't know, whatever it is. The yeah. Samsung Galaxy Look Risk Device. Rate. No, wait, that's a Microsoft name. Never mind. <laughs> right. yeah. I just happened to be um, researching new cars, and um, one of them is the Honda Fit. So listen, a oh, lot, lot of fits out there. A lot of fits. But there's no confusion, though. A car is a car and a wrist thing. Anyway, I, th- this just. I- I, I, I get where you're coming from. The watch active is fine. The fit is fine. Uh, if you really are living in the Samsung universe, these are great options for you. Uh, I don't know that they're terribly compelling over other options out there. The Galaxy Buds, on the other hand, I think those are competitive and kind of points to the fact that these sort of wireless earbuds that you stick in your, your ears, like the ones uh, Sarah's living with right now, the Jabra, what, 65Ts, uh, they're mm-hmm. kind of the wave of the future. Mm. Well, and there, uh, I mean, yeah, this, this was actually the most exciting part of it for me, just because I'm, I'm, I'm currently living with the Jabras and they're priced about the same. And, um, I would be curious to put them head to head now that I know what I like about the Jabras and what I don't. My favorite, my my favorite American sitcom is living with the Jabras. I'm glad you're enjoying (laughs) (laughs) this. Bringing up Jabra. Keeping up with the Jabras, guys. Get it right. Even better. Even better. (laughs) Hey, thanks to everybody who participates on our subreddit. You can keep up with everybody on the subreddit by submitting stories and voting on others at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. Thanks to everybody who participates. We love your feedback. Also, facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow is where to hang out with us on Facebook as well. We also get the emails like today. What do we got? Well, we sure did. Cameron in Australia had some thoughts on our show yesterday about about smart toilets. And, you know, Tom and, and, and Patrick and Roger and I kind of, you know, ha 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 about it. However, uh, Cameron had some good thoughts. He said, the heart rate smart toilet could be really valuable, no joke, in an old people's home or in hospital ward where the information is valuable, but getting people hooked up to get readings is also heart. Also not commonly brought up at the dinner table is how frequent and volume and type of bowel movements could be important. And they could. So it seems like a really smart idea to get where people universally seem happy to expose their skin already. Cameron, I was trying to make this point yesterday. Thank you for making it so much better <laughs> than I did. Uh, it's true. Because I, I think one of the things we didn't quite get expressed is if you are in a, a, an assisted living or nursing home situation, you may not be able to wear a sensor. It may chafe your skin. Totally. Uh, mm-hmm. you, it may not fit properly. It may fall off. Uh, there could be all kinds of reasons why. And and so this would be a, a valuable supplementary source of data. So Absolutely. Thank you, Cameron. you, Cameron. Um, can, thank you for keeping us honest. And also thanks to Scott Johnson for being with us this fine hump day. Scott, what has been going on in your world? Well, I've been feeling a little more fit. Uh, just kidding. No, that's true. Just really active, <laughs> driving your S10 around. Right. Don't all fold, these things, Scott. All these things are true. Uh, no, there's a lot of busy happenings happening over in my world. To keep up with them and find out what they actually are, you can head on over to uh, frogpants.com slash all of it. Just go to frogpants.com. It's all there, including the MVGB show that I do with Patrick for this very network that comes out once a month uh, and lots of other great content that you might enjoy so give it a shot. That's frogpants.com. And I'm at Scott Johnson on Twitter. 
Hey, folks, uh, our goal each month is to get one more patron than last month. Uh, and we just need a few of you to join up to get us over that goal for February as we get uh, near the end of February. February is a little shorter, so we only got eight more days. Uh, you could be that person. If you become a DCS member, you get an ad-free RSS feed that you can pop into any of your podcast apps, special episodes from me. You'll get updates from Sarah on the products that she's living with. You'll get a column from Roger coming to your tomorrow. And if you stay at one of the top two tiers for three months, uh, we're giving away some merchandise. So at the advisor level, if you stay for three months, you get a DTNS poster. And at the master level, you get a DTNS mug. Both of those have Len Peralta's DTNS five-year anniversary art on them. So you can find out the details about that at patreon.com slash DTNS slash merch. And if you have feedback for us, well, I have good news for you because our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2130 UTC. Find out more? Tell a friend at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Justin Robert Young. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. You have enjoyed this program. <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.